0: Good morning. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2021. Happy Yom Yerushalayim. Today, the 28th of Iyar, is the celebration of the reunification of Jerusalem. There's a famous pasuk in the Torah. It's in the book of uh, Dvarim. The Torah says, if there should be a difficult question that you have and you need to confer with the highest authorities in the land, the kamta Alisa el hamakom. You should rise up and go to the place that Hashem will show you, meaning to Yerushalayim. Commenting on that phrase, that a trip to Yerushalayim from anywhere else is an elevation. You are rising. You are going up. The Talmud says the land of Israel is higher than any other place in the world and that Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, is the highest place in the land of Israel. So so Yerushalayim is the highest place in the world. It's a little bit hard to understand because first of all, in Israel itself, Jerusalem is not the highest place. Har Meron is the highest mountain far to the north. And second of all, Israel is also not the highest place. You have Mount Everest, you have the Himalayas, you have all kinds of mountains that are higher than than Israel. How is it possible to say that Yerushalayim is the highest spot in the world? So there are a number of answers to this question. One of them is given by the Chassam Sofer. The Chassam Sofer says, you know, the world is round. It's in the shape of a sphere. It's a a ball, a circle. There is no higher or lower. It all depends where you hold it. If you hold the sphere so that Yerushalayim is on top, then Yerushalayim is the highest. If you would hold it upside down, then Yerushalayim would be on the bottom. What the Pesach is teaching us And what the Talmud is telling us is that the way that we should look at the world is as if Yerushalayim is on top. That is, our perspective of the world should be a perspective where Yerushalayim is on the top. And that is our mission today. Today on Yom Yerushalayim, our mission is that our view of the world should have the 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 sphere of the earth with Yerushalayim at the top the perspective that Jerusalem is higher and more central to all of us for me personally one of the things that is most special about Yerushalayim and of course that I miss the most not having been there since before the beginning of Covid but I certainly hope to get back as soon as possible one of the most special parts of Yerushalayim is the proximity of the transcendent holiness and everyday mundane life. It's just so fascinating to me to see it actually in real life. Rav Cook, the first Ashkenazi chief rabbi, explained that there are two terms that are actually synonyms. One is Zion, Zion. the other is Jerusalem. And he explained the difference between them. Zion refers to the secular national arrangement of the state of Israel Zion is a national aspiration. It was a secular movement in the late 1800s that expressed national aspiration for autonomy and for independence to be a country like every other country. That's Zion, that's Zionism. Yerushalayim expresses the holiness, the spirituality, the uniqueness of this place. Rav Cook said, both terms by themselves are incomplete. Because if you have Zion, a national movement to establish a state, but it's simply a state like every other, without any higher purpose, without any element of spirituality to it, then what's the point? There is no point. It's gotta be connected to higher standards, higher spirituality and holiness. And Rav Kook said, Yerushalayim also is not enough by itself. Something that is purely spiritual, purely uh, based on prayer and connection to God, but if it's not grounded in real life, If it doesn't have a bureaucracy and a police department and parking rules and garbage pickup, if it's not connected to those things, it will not exist either. The greatness of Israel today and the beauty of Yerushalayim today is that the two are connected. Sion has a higher calling where we are called to be not just like the other nations, but we hold ourselves to a higher standard and we should hold ourselves to a higher standard that accords with the righteousness and the spirituality that the Torah teaches. And Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim also has got to be connected to making a livable city for the people that wake up there and they need breakfast and they need to get their clothes washed and all of those other things. When Zion and Yerushalayim are intrinsically connected, that is what we're looking for. And that is what Young Yerushalayim is celebrating. That we have this city that is magnificent and holy and it's now... Hours to be able to run it as a city. That's the significance of Yom Yerushalayim. There's a poem I've quoted to you before by Yehuda Amichai, and I think it's so moving, so essential to understanding what is truly special when we're visiting Yerushalayim. Yehuda Amichai writes, Once I sat on the steps by a gate at David's Tower, Migdal David, just inside Shariafo in the Old City. I placed my two heavy baskets at my side. A group of tourists was standing around their guide and I became their target marker. You see that man with the baskets, the guide said, well, just to the right of his head, there's an arch from the Roman period just to the right of his head. But I said to myself, Amichai says, sitting there, being the marker, but I'm moving. I'm moving. And I said to myself, redemption will only come when the guide says to his tourists, you see that arch from the Roman period? It's not so important. But next to it, just to the left and down a bit, there's a man who bought fruit and vegetables for his family and he's taking them home for dinner with his family. That's important. One last story. One last story. In a very different style. As I've shared with you so many times before, I love the writing of Sarah Tuttle Singer. And she has a an irreverent profane but majestic style of writing. I just love it. So she tells the following story. If it upsets anybody, I apologize in advance, but I do feel personally that it expresses in a very different way, really the essence of what Jerusalem is today. She tells a story of a friend of hers who lives in the old city of Jerusalem, the holiest place in the world, the place of the Kotel, the place where the Beit Amigdor stood and hopefully will stand soon the place where pilgrims from all over the world, Jews from all over the world come to see the holiest sights. And she lives there. So she tells the story. She was once in the bathroom. And she heard a tour group below her window. And they were on the way to the hotel, walking by the narrow path of her home, right outside the window, and she was in the bathroom. And sitting in the bathroom, this woman could hear a woman outside, part of the tour group, say to her tour guide in a very loud voice, because, you know, all right, I'll say it sounded like a person with a kind of a New York accident I don't want to make fun of anybody in New York but the kind of tourist who uh speaks in a very loud way I'll just say it in that way I don't want to say anything that nice and they're walking by and this woman in the tour group outside says hold on a minute you mean to tell me there are people that actually live here so the woman who is telling the story calls down out her window while she is sitting on the toilet. And she said through her window, yes, and we are privileged to live in God's backyard. And she flushed the toilet. And she thought she almost gave that woman a heart attack. But that's what Yerushalayim is. It's the the connection of Tzion and Yerushalayim. It's the connection of living in God's backyard. But you still have to do the stuff you have to do on a daily basis. It coexists. That's Yerushalayim. And that is what we should celebrate today. And that is what we hope to be able to get back to very, very soon. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. A wonderful and joyous Yom Yerushalayim. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.